0: This podcast is not meant to be professional advice of any kind. It's meant to be informative and entertaining. If you make any changes to your life, see the appropriate professional before you do so. Hello and welcome to SuperAge. My name is David Harry Stewart. I'm the founder of AGIST. At SuperAge, we help you live better and become the best version of yourself, and who doesn't want a super age? Welcome to the show today. This is episode twelve of the Super Age Podcast, and I don't know about all of you, but um, stress levels—Whoa, crazy, <laughs> just off the charts! Uh, and this week we're gonna have—we have, we have a, a friend of mine, um, a very, very smart woman, Dr. Ronnie Stangler, and. Ronnie's a physician, she's a psychiatrist, um, and she served for over a decade as a chief health and well-being officer of of international families and family offices in London, Switzerland, Liechtenstein, the Middle East. She's a clinical professor at the University of Washington School of Medicine, and she's currently collaborating with the Family Office Executive Education Program at Harvard Business School, co-authoring their first case study on genomics and the family office. Uh, She served as advisor to the Personal Genetics Education Project, Department of Genetics at Harvard Medical School, where she co-created a unique series called Genes, Technology, and Incalculable Ethics. She chairs the Aspen Brain Institute Scientific Advisory Council and Expert Committee. And their programming is really, it's off the charts. Uh, They've showcased many of the longevity experts, some of which we've had on this show um including you know Rudy Tanzi, David Sinclair Morgan Levine and Nir Barzilai. Uh the reason we're we're bringing her on is that first of all she's really excellent at explaining things. So we want to understand a little better this idea of genetics, genomics and epigenetics. The there's a tremendous amount of talk these days around the effects of epigenetics and um at least in the, you know, the big brain people I talk to, that's their their whole game is epigenetics. And I, I was speaking to Dr. Ronnie recently, and she said to me that the year 2020, as a year, is an epigenetic risk factor. And I thought, hmm, what's up with that? Let's find out about that. That sounds really interesting. So we're going to give her a call in just a second. Um, we're going to have a word from our sponsor. Today's show is brought to you by Sericell with its KFS Cellular Protein Complex Serums. I've been using Sericell on my face for about six months now, and I can really see the difference. Sericell is based on some pretty intense science, and I recommend that you go to their site and check it out. Uh, Sericell is S-E-R-U-C-E-L-L. Because as you age, your skin's resilience and its health declines. The communication between the upper layer, that's the epidermis, and the lower layers, the dermis, slows down due to age, pollution, stress, and sun exposure. Uh, The result is your skin does not heal as fast, and elastin collagen production is reduced. You can now get 15% off your first purchase of Seracel using the code AGIST2020. You need to go to sericell.com slash discount slash Aegis2020. That's sericell, S-E-R-U-C-E-L-L dot com slash discount slash Aegis2020. Save yourself 15% off this great product. Hey, Dr. Ronnie, how are you today?
1: I am fine, David, other than the fact that I feel like I'm sounding a little like Dr. Anthony Fauci before his vocal cord surgery. So excuse (laughs) the rough spots, if any.
0: I didn't know Fauci had vocal cord surgery. What was that about?
1: He did indeed. Um, um, The good news is that he was talking a lot and strained his vocal cords and uh, had some uh, apparently pre-existing polyps. The bad news is he wasn't talking enough clearly, or we weren't listening well, hard enough.
0: <laughs> there's a certain element that wasn't listening so well. Uh, like we were listening. Uh, so um, anyway, so you you know about some y- genetics, genomics, and epigenetics. Which are all like really big words and intimidating. So let's um, let's just unpack that. So what are what's the difference between genetics, genomics, and what's an epigenetic?
1: What's an epigenetic is a good question. Um, I I, I would have to. I would have to. So you know, I'm going to say something else before I. Politicians are allowed to. (laughs) Why am I not? David, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, Tony Fauci voice or not, uh, notwithstanding. um, You are doing incredible work. Um, I'm delighted to be here representing some expertise in genetics, genomics, and epigenetics and all of that. But um, you are literally smashing stereotypes of a Powerfully diverse community who have a lot of life yet to live, uh, wisdom to impart, and legacy to create. And if I can uh, contribute or assist you in 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 that mission, um, I'm I'm absolutely delighted. So thank you. Now, what was your question?
0: Well, thank you, Ronnie. That's very kind of you. I really appreciate that. Uh, so what? what... What I want to talk about today is um, a few things you know a lot about, which are are genetics, genomics, and epigenetics, um, like three big scary words. Um, Can you unpack those for us and tell us, like, what are those things and how do they relate?
1: David, genes are the things and genetics um, is the subject we all learned may have forgotten, but learned in high school uh, about Mendel, the monk, and the color of peas. And it's the science of um, heredity, basically. Genomics refers to all of our genes, the collective lot of them. So all of the genes in an individual constitute its genome. Epigenetics and the epigenome, uh, the term comes from the Latin epi, meaning on or off, and epigenetics are the relatively unseen biologic forces responsible for turning genes on and off. So our genes are relatively fixed during our lifetime. Epigenetics, however, influences how genes are regulated uh, with major implications for health, well-being, longevity, and and all of that. Some have described uh, the epigenome as the operating system of our genes and of our cells. I actually have found the following analogy quite helpful Imagine the DNA of all of your genes as potential ingredients for a meal. Epigenetics is the recipe for that meal, that is, which combination of genes or ingredients to use, how much of each, and when. Unlike our genes which are relatively stable and unchanging. Our epigenome is extremely dynamic. There is constant interplay between our epigenome and our environment. And the epigenome is influenced by both positive and negative environmental factors and it's constantly in flux. So negative environmental factors put us, our genes, the wrong genes getting expressed or unexpressed at risk and positive environmental factors promote our resilience. So one can think of our epigenome as a kind of risk resilience switch.
0: Um, so uh, let's go back to the cake, cake. <laughs> okay. I know in Sinclair's <laughs> book. I think he talks about the, uh, the scratched CD, but I like the yes. cake better. So if I understand this correctly, the, um, you know, the stuff in the fridge stays the same. Um, uh, and then it's just how we mix it that that's the epigemone, the changes, and that's what gets either damaged or enhanced that can either be good for us or bad for us. Did I get that right?
1: You got it right enough. I I think (laughs) part of of the um, part of our challenge uh, today and uh, and these days generally, this is very, very complex science and uh, and we have a responsibility to translate that complexity into terms that are meaningful and useful and ultimately actionable for people without reducing them to um, oversimplifications. But so far, so good. And I like sticking with the metaphor of food. So, (laughs) good enough.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Uh, So, we We had a little chat last night and and you were telling me that the year twenty twenty um is itself an epigenomic risk what wh- what on earth are you talking about what is what did you mean by
1: that? I, I remember new year's eve twenty twenty and the 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 year had such a wonderful ring to it <laughs> something special and lovely about so
0: long ago. It.
1: So long ago, yes. So, uh, 2020, a horrific global pandemic, uh, exposure of profound racial and social inequities, our collective experience of tumultuous group protests, economic instability, and I'm gonna talk faster and faster because (laughs) the list is too long. Um, These are are but a few. The impending contested US election, likely potential for a dramatically altered Supreme Court, global warming writ uh, horrifically real in catastrophic flames and hurricanes, Influenza impending with warnings of new waves of COVID-19. Uh, I, I know there was some good news. There was that fabulous fly we discussed in the vice presidential debate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> highlighted air of politics, yes.
1: That's but I, awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to stop there. But what I'm saying <laughs> is this amalgamation um, represents... Uh, in a way, almost a, a perfect storm, David, of disruption, uncertainty, anxiety, fear, but all, I, all, all of which are toxic influences on the expression of our genes, which affect us on a cellular level.
0: So, I mean, I get it if I'm if I get an X-ray, right? So that's negatively affecting my epigenome, um, or if I. You know, if I, uh, I don't know, I'm around a lot of lead or something. So, but how does something, uh, um, you know, like, like you said, economic instability how how does that affect my epigenome? I, help me with that.
1: So, economic stability translates into terrible stress, uncertainty, fear, anxiety, and there is. Uh, again, uh, the, 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 what is remarkable uh, about this field is that we, in, in some ways, although the terminology has been around for a while, we're really at its inf- infancy. But having said that, there is robust data which demonstrates that environmental influences do alter our genome. And these include stress, as I suggested. So translating economic um, uh, distress uh, into the experience of stress, how we sleep, how connected we are with other humans, our social support system, nutrition, physical activity, medications we take, supplements, having a sense of meaning and purpose. So packing back into our, into the context of 2020, this time has imposed on all of us a constant backdrop of anxiety, uncertainty, mini-bursts of acute and chronic micro and macro stressors. Quarantines and fear of viral contagion have stimulated social isolation, loneliness. Uh, our lifestyles have also been dramatically altered. Our routines have been altered, including diet, physical activity, and sleep. And what, David, were once ordinary circumstances or experience of life, uh, like uh, going to the grocery store, going to your favorite coffee shop, now actually require an assessment of risk. We must continuously scan our environment and evaluate its potential impact on our health. And age is an important factor in this calculus as it is uh, a known risk factor for developing more severe and deadly viral infections.
0: Uh, True. So, if if I understand what you're telling me, um, that these all these things that are happening around us um, are negatively affecting our epigenome, and there will be uh, do you feel there be health span and lifespan consequences to this? I mean, are we going to see like a dip, um, you know, going forward that is attributed to all these, um, you know, essentially social uh, epigen- epigenetic uh, influences.
1: You said that so smoothly. No, uh, I didn't. <laughs> so 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 good for you. Okay, uh, l- let me talk about an interesting uh, development which also is ferociously accelerating in epigenetics. And that is the notion of uh, biologic clocks. So we are able to look at the impact of epigenetics on aging. We are able to define something called our biologic age. So our chronologic age, Want to tell me when yours is, David?
0: Um, well, I, I can tell you, I actually, I had, um, I took a test. Um, ah. um, in uh, Elysium gave me an, uh, an index test and my chronologic age is 61, almost 62. I think my biological age was like 56, but, but, and this, we did this back, gosh, a few months ago. I don't wanna say like March or April. I, I, I want to go back to this idea of the ep- epigenetic um, impact of 2020. Would you expect that then my biological age would would creep up from 56 to 57, 58, or I don't know, 70 or something?
1: Well, I want to go back just a moment um, for, so clearly you are familiar with some of the terms that you just mentioned. Yeah, so, sorry, please explain. Well, Your chronologic age, David, represents the fixed number um, of years since your birth. So that that stays the same. No, excuse me. It increases.
0: (laughs) Unfortunately, it doesn't stay. I'm working on that.
1: We are now able to measure something called one's biologic age, and congratulations, sir, on yours. That's really lovely news. This is not the race you want to win. Um, So one's biologic age, which is also sometimes referred to as a phenotypic, a physiologic or cellular age, refers to how your cells are functioning and aging, and is therefore a far more meaningful measure of our real age. And now, as you have already done personally, we can measure that. And so, to respond directly uh, to, uh, to your question, uh, do I think tools like um, uh, an, an index test um, will has a, has the potential to help? people make healthier decisions. Absolutely. Um, You know, what, what excites me most about this kind of testing is that it offers us a sense of agency when it is so desperately needed and lacking in our lives. People have a sense of You know, all of this is open-ended beyond our control. What can we do? So some environmental factors like the pandemic itself, it is, that is out of our control, but how we respond to alternations in our environment and especially how we, how you and I cope with and handle stress can mitigate risk can enhance resilience and uh, that will hypothetically, no guarantees, uh, be reflected in a lower rate of aging. So if you were to retest at some point, and at what point are you planning to do that, David?
0: I think we're uh, soon, I think in another couple months, we're gonna do it again.
1: Uh, and I hope you do, because I think that kind of feedback has the potential to give us, um, you know, it's one thing to be told when you're age two and don't really get it, spinach is good for you and it will make you a happy person and live longer. It's another thing to be told at 61 to see through a test that how you are eating may affle- affect your rate of aging. And you got the test back in how many weeks?
0: I was fast. It's like,
1: And you can three retest. Weeks. Yeah, and you can retest.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm, a, But I, I want to press you on this. So yeah. I have experienced um, you know, a lot of the risk factors that you're talking about here. You cannot be on the planet and not experience these things now. So would you expect that there would be epigenetic? I'm just talking about myself here. I want to know how long I'm going to live. Doesn't everybody? <laughs> <Okay>. like,
1: how <laughs> bad is it going to be?
0: <laughs> how much, how, how many notches <laughs> have I added to my epigenetic age? Do you, do you, do you expect a big move? Be, um, because if it's not, it, you know, me, but if it, if it moves the needle on me, it's going to move the needle on most of the planet, right? So is that what you're expecting?
1: It it, it where we live in interesting times.
0: Um, You're dodging my question.
1: <laughs> I, I can say, look, <laughs> we don't have a controlled experiment, but we already do have longitudinal studies, existing longitudinal studies, on on populations as opposed to individuals. On populations looking at their rates of aging. And so it will be interesting to look back and tease out uh, whether there is a blip in 2020. And to the extent that there is, and I would predict that there is, there will certainly be, um, uh, we will have to dissect further to determine who is more and who is less Vulnerable, but in your experiment of one, your own—the
0: only experiment, experiment I care about. Come on,
1: <laughs> of course, of <laughs> course. Uh, you, you know, in the in the end, all we're going to get are associations and correlations. But uh, if seeing how well you are doing, and you and you are uh, encouraged, you to. Relax and watch reruns of Shit's Creek, um, which actually is a positive epigenetic intervention. So that's probably a bad. So I don't know if it encouraged you to go back and uh, and 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 watch reruns of the scariest. To watch the news, how about that? Yikes! Um, that would be potentially uh, a behavioral or epigenetic intervention that has the potential to be toxic. And we might not see at your retest. So if you relaxed at the good news and abandoned all your good habits, um, the news may not be so good. Theoretically at least, and I am absolutely oversimplifying this, but theoretically at least, if you use those results to motivate you to do more, Better if you developed a, a, a greater understanding of the range of epigenetic interventions and how some areas you might not have considered uh, as sort of part of that uh, recipe are uh, indeed part of it, and you focused on changing some of those aspects of your lifestyle and behavior. Uh, yes, it's, it's certainly uh, possible and. I, I, I want to say hopefully probable that uh, we will see improvement in your cumulative rate of aging, that it will slow. Yes.
0: I I, I will say that you share a commonality in uh, your, your fandom of Schitt's Creek with uh, <laughs> Harlan Bratzler, who is on the cover of Aegis today. Who's.
1: Oh, I don't, I don't
0: look at the news. I don't read anything. I just, all I do is, you know, Schitt's Creek,
1: <laughs> look awesome. That that is an epigenetic <laughs> prescription. And and what's interesting about epigenetic prescriptions, you know, I, I think we all know more or less uh, what to do theoretically to live longer, healthier lives. Uh, I, I've been collaborating with the Aspen Brain Institute this year to produce our virtual. Expert series during the, this pandemic, and we have had uh, the most greatly esteemed scientists um, who have presented to us their individual and their and wearing their their scientific hats of rigor uh, approaches to wellness. So we heard from Dean Hornish who tells us to, quote, eat well, move more, stress less, love more. Uh, Rudy Tansy. Your, I love Rudy, by the way. Your, I, and I loved love your Rudy. article on, on, uh, on Rudy. Um, so let's call Dr. Tansy, as you did, uh, the rock star. He <laughs> described his shield approach to brain health. Uh, sleep, S for sleep, H for handle stress, et cetera, interact with others, exercise regularly, learn new things and consume a Mediterranean diet. Uh, Dr. Mir Barzilai and David Sinclair, while at the forefront of the most complex longevity therapeutics research in their laboratories, their advice for today, what they know for sure, all boils down to common sense, the same old advice that mom and papa used to give. Um, I, I just want to share with you something. I, I'm developing a, a, a friendship with a, a, a phenomenal uh, physician, uh, internationally eminent, uh, Jordan Schlein, who, in his email signature, cites the following, and this this is a quote. So. Jordan signs off, quote, live in rooms full of light, avoid heavy food, be moderate in drinking of wine, take massage, baths, exercise and gymnastics, fight insomnia with gentle rocking or the sound of running water, change surroundings and take long journeys strictly avoid frightening ideas, indulge in cheerful conversation with amusements, listen to music. This comes from Oris Cornelius Celsus, a Roman encyclopedist 2000 years ago, an epigenetic prescription. So David, when you moved to from Los Angeles to Utah, did you realize you were um uh he, he, th- th- this was a- a- exemplary conduct <laughs> reflecting a positive inter- epigenetic intervention
0: well it, um as as you were reading it, I was thinking, um, I was thinking, wow, did that come from Seneca <laughs> from like, <a laughs> stoics? like um, but you know, good advice is timeless. What can we say? you know? <laughs>
1: And and what again? What's so exciting about epigenetics? You know, we had made, um, we we have um, demonstrated uh, in in uh, in research of plants, animals, and humans the relationship be, between um, certain epigenetic changes and certain genes. But now we are taking it a step further and getting even more specific. We are demonstrating at least correlation and association between these epigenetic interventions and the slowing of aging. And I, like many others, are very helpful that just literally using this new lens, reframing health decisions as epigenetic interventions may help people commit mm-hmm. to healthier lifestyles and uh, serve as a powerful catalyst and, and motivator for, for more change. And, and I would add, David, that, you know, uh, uh, Robert Green, Dr. Green, um, uh, the... Wonderful pioneer in whole genome sequencing in ostensibly healthy individuals has, in fact, demonstrated that the return of uh, unanticipated genetic findings with potentially negative implications did, in fact, lead to adoption of more healthy behavioral practices.
0: Um, I, I really like that you 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 th- that sentence that you said about how you know health and health suggestions are really uh, suggestions for positive epigenetic um, what did you say uh, positive epigenetic outcomes. Um, so it's not just eat your vegetables because somebody told you so. There's like a measurable outcome. Um, Uh, It's interesting. One
1: one can almost think of it as sort of a a new accessory to the many wearables that people utilize for more uh, uh, direct uh, feedback.
0: Ben, you just you recently spoke to um, Dr. Morgan Levine, who I know. Um, And, you know, she's she's all about this. What, What did you talk about with her?
1: Everything that we're talking about t- t- today. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> t- truly, and, and 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 it was a delight. Um, and she was just extremely elegant uh, in in terms of her ability uh, for for the uh, uh, start of our presentation, David. I I read the description of Morgan cited directly from the Yale University website where she serves in the Department of, uh, uh, in the School of Medicine. Uh, And uh, I then encouraged the audience not to uh, um, turn off the, 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 the Zoom because it sounded just so extraordinarily technical and confusing and, and then I said, by contrast, what Morgan said to me, and I, 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 don't, I don't have the exact quote here, but what she said to me basically simply is, um, I, my mission is to create tools that will allow people to live longer, healthier lives. And that's a skill to take all those words, all that verbiage, about what she does, and then convey, translate the science to a non-scientific audience in a way that uh, uh, showed great respect for the science. She didn't jump into wild speculation. She was clear about uh, another favorite quote, by the way, it reminds me of uh, my single favorite quote, which is by George Church, Uh, do not confuse what is impossible today with what is impossible tomorrow, so Dr. Levine was very clear in explaining where the science is today. But she also um, was generous enough to share with us how she sees the science moving tomorrow.
0: Um, so I I spoke to her a few months back, um, and she's great, and it's I love people who. Uh, are you know scientists at her level, but who can explain it to people like me? Um, she, she's wonderful, but um, it's please tell me what did she hint at? Um, what's the future?
1: Well, I'm I'm going to take us even to the present. Okay. Um, in terms of some of the ways. I'm utilizing this information as I work with my own patients. I, uh, and Morgan spoke uh, directly to the issue of the impact of stress uh, on our mental health and the expression of our genes. So we are experiencing today a mental health pandemic.
0: Uh, Absolutely.
1: To this viral one. um, uh, Today, one out of three Americans are reporting symptoms of anxiety compared with one in 12 at exactly this same time last year. One in four are reporting symptoms of mild to moderate depression, including Michelle Obama, who made that announcement. Right. Uh, that very first podcast, which I hope you enjoyed with me a a few weeks ago, Uh, there are many uh, official reports of increased substance use and abuse, increased suicidal ideation, increased domestic violence. So if, if we step back and imagine mental health on a kind of continuum from robust health to experiencing minor occasional symptoms of distress through more frequent symptoms of distress to experience frank serious psychiatric issues all of us all of us are being moved further along that plane and even the most resilient of us are demonstrating evidence of stress irritability frustration uh, mental fatigue some have suggested the open endedness of this environment is straining our uh, sort of surge capacity. Um, So I would encourage everyone to pursue some kind of psychological support. And I I say that whether it be informally from a trusted friend or more formally from a trained professional, much like, this is not a 2000 year old quote, but um, uh, I, I understand you have a relationship with uh, with, with Elysium and on its uh, board of scientific advisors is Eric Kandel, who is personally by me and by many uh, a beloved Nobel Prize winner in medicine for his bench research in memory. And he famously stated back in the 1980s that psychotherapy itself should be thought of as a positive epigenetic intervention. So another critical intervention that I'm utilizing today is um, encouraging the practice of mindfulness, um, whether that takes the form of a a specific kind of meditation, breath work, spiritual practice. Uh, there's great power as you as you know, David, in freeing the mind from uh, from the past, uh, from trauma, from anxiety about the future, and committing to being in the present moment for at least moments. And and a certain amount of equanimity is necessary to form. Uh, a, a foundation that is critical for change. I, I I just thought of this, I hadn't thought of it for, for years, David, when I uh, first moved from New York to Seattle, where I uh, served initially uh, as a psychiatrist in the sports medicine division in the Department of Orthopedics at the medical school, I did a little study looking at, and it was the first of its kind. It's, it's, uh, this is a sadly a, a long time ago. And we looked at the prescription of running as a therapeutic modality for treatment of depression. And depression was very strictly defined and these were, these were students at the university who were pretty seriously depressed. We had a great trainer and a great program and great measurements. And guess what? Surprise. They were too depressed to run. So you need a modicum. I, at the time, being very junior, um in, in in my career I saw that as a failure it's a great success story in terms of the lessons lesson that it taught we need a baseline of a certain amount of resilience and mental health um so in in, in the study that I'm referencing um it sur- subsequently has been demonstrated that people with mild to moderate depression um, uh, improve greatly with uh, regimes of activity. But if it's too serious, there are other interventions that are necessary. So psychotherapy, mindfulness, uh, social connectedness. We we all know that uh, social isolation is connected with extremely poor health outcomes. And and, uh, while we are all certainly compromised today in terms of our capacity to meet in in person. Uh, I've been delighted and we were talking about this as we set up today and you encouraged me to use pillows to uh, subdue the the echo uh, that I have um, as a non-Zoom professional, but we have really demonstrated collectively great creativity as we develop new forms of virtual connections and and they must be encouraged and expanded
0: so th- these are the things that we know now um, what what are we looking out I, I mean i i was um i have to say like having um my biological age tested um when i use the index index test that was really it was pretty awesome um, but going forward, what what uh, what are we seeing there?
1: Well, okay. Now, now I'm going to indulge in.
0: Oh, come on, do it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I was going to say wild speculation. Yes, we love I, that. I don't, I don't know that it's <laughs> that wild, uh, but you know, David, if 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 we can slow our aging through epigenetic interventions might that not also reduce our, I am out on a limb here, um, our vulnerability to COVID infection or the seriousness of our infection, which is related to our age and the number of uh, concurrent um, uh, pathologies and disorders we have. So so is, is that a potential outcome that can be uh, studied um in in i was going to say in the future but i i know it's being studied today it would be wonderful to be able to state that with gravitas and authority so i don't know about tomorrow but i know it's um i i know uh it, it's an area for me of uh that produces <laughs> great optimism. Um,
0: What are you hearing from people, you know, like, like we had Nir Barzali on the show and I haven't had David Sinclair on, I would love to speak to David Sinclair, but what are you, what are you hearing from the other people at the Aspen Brain Institute about, you know, epigenetics and, and what they're thinking?
1: Well, it's, it's, it's interesting because we've, you know, all of the things that we, our focus, our mission, Um, at the Aspen Brain Institute is to democratize access to cutting edge information about what protects our brain and what grows, engenders brain health. And it's all of these epigenetic interventions. We didn't frame them or call them epigenetic interventions, um, but that's what they are. And uh, it's, they're good for our heart. They are good for our health, excuse me, for our brains. Um, if we think about aging as sort of the, um, the risk factor for uh, so many um, chronic illnesses and instead of focusing on the expressions of aging, that is cardiovascular disease and cancer and and all of that, if we can focus on the aging process itself and address that, um, we are going to make uh, extraordinary advances, I believe, and they believe, uh, in addressing uh, all of these expressions of of, of aging, all these dreaded diseases associated with, with, with aging. So, uh, it's, it's an exciting time.
0: So would would you say that aging then is, um, a result of negative epigenetic expressions of genes?
1: Well, that's one of those questions, uh, um, you didn't mean it as such. I'm inclined to say, I, I want to be very careful because the answer is, as with many, uh, with, with 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 most questions having to do with science, it's complicated. But let's just say, negative epigenetic influences are toxic influences influencers of our cells and lead to. Um, premature aging. Yes. That I can say.
0: Yeah. That's what, I mean, that's my understanding when I, when I read um, Dr. Sinclair's work in his book, that's sort of what I, I mean, not being a geneticist myself, but that's sort of what I got from that. Um, so, but, but tell me, so this, idea, I, I'm just fascinated with this idea that, that, thinking, emotions, this, this, our internal life, right. Which is, um, and we've been talking a lot about 2020 and stress about how this, that it actually, uh, affects the epigenetics of our, of our cells and our body and our lives. That, that this is, that that's real. That's real. Yeah.
1: That's real. David, I, um, I, I, have a, 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 a quote that I have included in some of my writings of late. And the problem is I've said it so much, I'm not sure to whom uh, or whether it should be attributed to someone other than myself. I don't know whether I made this up or somebody somebody else said it, but I like it. And that is the following. Uh, with every thought, emotion and experience, you act as the epigenetic engineer of your cells, your body, and your life. And to that, I say, amen.
0: I, I love that. I've I read something recently saying, um, uh, what was it? It was in the Breath book, James Nestor in the Breath book. He quotes this guy, and he says, uh, you are the pilot of your own airplane. You're in charge. <laughs> Yeah, and, and, right.
1: and, 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 and in a sense that's the um, I have a, a very interesting article which i'll I'll actually send to you uh, David it's um, it's uh, an academic a very serious academic article uh, an interdisciplinary, Uh, interdisciplinary authored article that talks about all the reasons that epigenetics has this sort of seductive allure. It invites us to imagine um, a a, a world of cause and effect that is probably too simple. Mm. But, But having said that, there are some essential truths. And again, we go back to the 2,000-year-old advice. Um, uh, there, there really, truly is something wonderful there.
0: And um, that's great. Uh, uh, just a couple of quick questions. Uh, do you take, um, uh, Nir near, um, near Barzali is really big on metformin. Are, are you taking metformin?
1: Yes, I am. <laughs> just just don't ask me who prescribes it it's all right well you're a doctor you
0: can pre- prescribe it to yourself but um oh doctors uh,
1: never do that <laughs> I
0: didn't know that um and uh just just quickly what else um uh you take another supplements what what are you doing to you know protect your epigenome
1: well I, I, again you you know you raise the the actually an important point, which is that um, just as we spoke broadly about the category of nutrition, medication like metformin and supplements like basis uh, and matter and um, uh, it, you know, the, the health food stores are, 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 are loaded with them, those are all epigenetic interventions. Um, I personally do, in fact, take uh, um, my list is shorter than uh, (laughs) than than many others, but I but I do take a basis. Uh, And again, it's with, uh, you know, we don't have we have hope. We have hope. Uh, And I take matter as well. I take quercetin. uh, I monitor my D3 levels very carefully um, uh, and uh, actually do take supplements because I, I know that I've been, as I'm sitting here in Manhattan, I have been indoors way too much. And uh, yes, those are all epigenetic interventions.
0: How much quercetin you taken
1: Uh uh, I I'm gonna say the, the the very scientific two at a time and I can't recall whether they're five hundred <laughs> or milligrams or a thousand, but that's really yeah, funny. Uh, 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 yes, that's no, that's really funny. That's really <laughs> embarrassing, David. <laughs> just the right amount. Well, I just you know
0: <laughs> dosage, frequency, these are important things, just curious. Sure, yeah.
1: <laughs> Um but can, okay. you know but but poetry is epigenetics and you know, back to shitt's Creek that that provided absolute pure delight and um you know there's a, a wonderful uh film out now, the social dilemma, the watching of which is not a joyful experience, but the message of which is a very powerful one and disconnecting from social media, disconnecting from the news, disconnecting to the extent possible from the especially fake news. Those are all epigenetic interventions. So there are a lot of ways we can take care of ourselves. Um, I was, uh, on a Zoom call with you uh, a month ago, and looking out your window and seeing the beautiful mountains in Utah and the swaying trees, nature and epigenetic intervention.
0: So I, I, I think, oh, I hear your kitty cats in the background. Um,
1: also an epigenetic. Epigenetic. <laughs> right. I, I adopted during the worst, the absolute worst uh, days of the uh, uh, COVID situation in, in, in New York City. I adopted two beautiful, perfect uh, little uh, r- Siberian forest cats from Russia, kind of mutts. <laughs> but uh, we hope they're not bugged, <laughs> but we know that they have brought, I know that they have brought me great sense of joy and uh, and, and, and hope for the future.
0: So just to, I, I just wanna recap here. So the um, positive epigenetic, uh, how would I say that, uh, effects it's not just things like the supplements we take. Um, it's not just the food, it, and it's not just exercise, but it's also what we're taking in informationally. The people that we hang out with, our our thoughts, our feelings, our stress levels. It you know it's not just how much we sleep because we all know we have to sleep well, but it's you know what's going on. Um, what are we thinking about? Right? Did I get that right?
1: Uh, you got that perfectly right, David.
0: Oh, thank God. I got an A gold star.
1: You bloody well did.
0: (laughs) Oh, Dr. Ronnie, you, you are awesome. And thank you so much for like unpacking these, you know, I I told somebody I was having a conversation with you today and we're talking about genetics and genomics and epigenetics. And they just looked at me like, wow, you know, that stuff. I said, well, I don't, but she
1: does. (laughs) She she could explain it. uh, Again, David, it's, um, you're, uh, both a phenomenal pupil and a phenomenal teacher. And I, and I appreciate all that you have, uh, taught me and I, let's continue this conversation. Epigenetics part two.
0: Absolutely. Um, you know, after I get another, um, I'm going to have my biological age tested again. Um, and, um, I'm sure I'm going to speak to Dr. Morgan Levine about it. And, and I'll I'll call you. We'll have a chat.
1: That would be great. I look forward to that.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Dr. Ronnie.
1: Thank you, David Stewart. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for listening today. It's great to have you all here. A big shout out to Pam. Um, Thank you so much for that lovely email. Uh, Really appreciate it. Hey, if any, if you want to hit me up, David at superage.com, I will personally respond to whatever you send me love mail hate mail whatever suggestions I'm in uh, we've got some great stuff coming up in the future here uh, we got dr. Pam Peak in a couple of weeks and we have the amazing Steven Smith and if you don't know who Steven Smith is Stevens um, in his mid 50s the world's foremost sneaker designer and he's working for guess who mr. Kanye West and he's gonna have a lot of interesting stories about that to tell us and um, Hey, if you like what we're doing, please tell other people about it because, you know, Super 8, just like Fight Club, the only way you know about it is somebody tells you about it. So tell some friends about it. Tell the coolest people you know that we're we're on the case here. Um, please leave us a comment. Um, we love comments. Hit the like button. We That really helps us. And, um, hey, just a, a quick note about our newsletter. So we do this sort of amazing newsletter every Thursday, Pretty much every Thursday, anyway, and we've been doing it now for coming up on six years, and it it's a labor of love for us. And every week we put exclusive content into the newsletter that you don't get on the site. You're not going to get here on the podcast. Um, it's three things we like, and it. I got to tell you, you know, we we pay attention to what people, you know, what they read and what they like. And you know, you know, they, they just love three things we like. So so there's a little bit of it. it's like intel that we pick up that week of stuff that we think is pretty cool. Please, the you know, please sign up for the newsletter. You can sign up for it on the Aegis site, go to Aegis.com, put in your name, and then every Thursday you get this little labor of love in your mailbox. Everybody, have a wonderful week. It's so great to have you with us. Stress is intense. Um But uh, as Dr. Ronnie says, we we can be engineers of our own epigenome. Love that. (laughs) Let's do some good engineering out there. Have a great week, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye.